proud to say I spent zero dollars on fair weather friends before you got it. That's good. That's true. You yeah. should be proud. I think Narayan spent Free some money on pizza and some money unwillingly on water. Someone <laughs> suffered though really bad because of that, so I feel kind of bad. Who suffered? The crew. The no. From the didn't. from the water? No, if that was suffering, if that was suffering, the crew does not know what suffering yeah, really I is. Think my that, guy, to me, that sounds like it's just spirit of the forty-eight hour yeah. competition. It, no. Things are supposed to be kind of hard. John, I've been on a set where people suffered. You want to know how I knew? Because I made them suffer, and I definitely tell. I'm telling you, people have suffered way worse than that. Did you not get any lunch? Our lunch person got in an accident. Yeah, so they didn't even show up. They couldn't show up to, like, cook for us. And then I had to feed them at their 12-hour mark at the end of the shoot. At that point, I wouldn't even eat. I just go home. This should be in the podcast. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. This is episode 32. I'm pretty sure you just heard us talking about something. What were we talking about? We, we were talking about the 48-hour food issue. Oh, suffering. Okay, so, yeah. guys, tell us what you think. Are you or are you not supposed to suffer during the 48-hour competition? Is food a priority to you? Well, here's my thing about that, right? Yeah. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there possibly is a component to the 48-hour challenge. And for context, 48-hour challenge meaning the there's city by city, there's this organization that challenges filmmakers to make a movie script shooting editing Mm -hmm. all in 48 hours right so i don't necessarily think that you have to suffer through it however because there's two versions of it Mm -hmm. you can go into it under prepared and go fuck it let's make a movie Mm -hmm. some way somehow and then there is the other thing where you can go sure we're gonna make a movie but let's go all out let's rent equipment Let's get all the food. Let's get good food. Mm-hmm. Let's start shooting immediately. All this stuff. You can get extra prepared. Hire a bunch of people for it. So there's like there's levels to it, you know? And I've yeah. done both mm-hmm. where we I, I spent like, I don't know, close to $500 on lunch just for last what, year. When we got Veggie Grill, is that it? Or are you talking about the one you did with Daniel last year? The one I did with Daniel last year. Yeah. Did we have Veggie Grill that first year? Yeah, for mine. Wow, I really treated you guys well on that yeah. one. <laughs> You're like, I learned my lesson. We're not doing that again. Yeah, wait, who actually, who paid for that? I have no idea. Did I pay for that, really? I think you did. Ooh. No? On. Oh, oh on. on paid for it. Oh, because oh. she was my producer. Right, yeah, right. That's your job. Thank you, So on. <laughs> I'm not going to say thank you. Oh. I'm just kidding. No, thank you very much, actually. It was I, good. It, it was, was good. much needed help that year. Yeah. She got me a production designer and everything. We did the whole thing. She's great. She's great. It was great. Yeah. But this year, yeah, we... Well, the thing is, I feel like the crew is allowed... That's actually really fucked up to say. Especially <laughs> with the strikes happening. I'm not saying you should suffer. But if you don't ask what the conditions are going to be... <laughs> I mean, and it's for the 48 you hours. have realistic expectations. Yeah, I really think you should go into you're gonna, expecting to You're going to basically not sleep or eat very much at all. Yeah, especially if you're part of leadership. Because mm-hmm. if you're writing, directing, oh yeah, or doing the cinematography for it, 
You're not sleeping. Yeah, I lose my appetite too. That's right. It's a lot. Yeah, it's it is a lot because you're writing all night potentially, and then the director has to figure out, okay, well, how are we going to shoot this? Mm-hmm. And then the cinematographer has to make the shot list before the morning. Yeah, at least that's how we did it. I'm sure there's people who do like everything all at once. And well, we could do it like how like John and Rain did it this year. Yeah, you know, because they ended up writing it immediately. That's and, how I like ideally do it like that's Mm -hmm. how we did it the first time i think Mm -hmm. i mean the last couple of years for this i've just been cursed when it comes to the 48 hour because i always end up getting bumped out of the project somehow well but i would say that for us when we do do it though mm -hmm. because we've done it twice together right we've done it once together once yeah just just the once i think that's all i get oh okay but that one time we did it we gave ourselves a deadline i could have sworn we gave ourselves a deadline twice though I I tried to. Okay, so my thing was we have to finish the script at midnight. Right. And I was like, I guarantee you I will get a a script done at midnight beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And we did that the first year. Yeah. And then the next year I walk in like, we're going to have a script at midnight. And then that just fucking shot itself. Right. That's right. Yeah. I've I've heard from other people saying too, like they prepare log lines or concepts before the competition. I think it's cheating. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I I don't like, like the, doing any of that. I like the challenge. I like the the thrill of yeah. having to like panically. Yeah, if you're ready to you win can, it yeah. and you want to do the whole thing, I, I kind of want to. I heard a lot of people cheat. You know I wanted I mean? to. I want to like work on it without adrenaline rush. It was like, yeah, we have to do this now, now, now. Yeah, because see, the forty eight hour only only one year has it ever been about winning for me, mm-hmm. and I. Look where that got me, you know. Was that a last huge year? fucking headache? Yeah, it was oh. last year. Yeah, and we still haven't released it. So really, yeah, we still. Haven't did you ever turn it. it in? We did. We did turn it in. Okay, but we had to shoot an additional day to complete the entire story, mm-hmm. and then it has not made it out of post yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So well, fun. You know. <laughs> I, hope I, I hope I see it sometime. Yeah, that was a crazy adventure too. Mm-hmm. A lot of gear from a whole bunch of different places, and I went all. Oh, that's why I spent five hundred dollars on lunch. I just remembered because I ordered DoorDash for everybody, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that I had ordered DoorDash for the last commercial that I worked on, and the commercial that I worked on was in Danville, so my food was going to Danville. It was like a oh. local. Yeah, it was. It oh, was you accidentally you accidentally sent it to the wrong address. I sent it to the wrong address. Oh no! And it was so far away that it wasn't even <laughs> worth calling the driver and being like, "Can you read it?" It's like it's like, all yours now. Yeah, I was. I just let it go. Hope you're hungry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Five hundred dollars. Yeah, twenty orders. Oh my god. Twenty orders of uh, food just gone down the well, drain. Now, now they can meal prep. And I remember being so devastated that I think Alan saw me or somebody came up to me because I was I was. Looking out into the distance on the railing, I was just <laughs> leaning over. I can just picture that. Yeah. Just, you know, thinking about what to do. And I remember thinking, well, you know, these people are working really hard and it's like their sixth hour. So I'm not, I'm not going to not give them food. So I just bit the bullet and I, I think, I, I don't think I paid off that. <laughs> thinking about it now, I think that charge is still on my yeah. credit card. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's why I spent, I was, I was thinking right now, Wait, lunch should not have been fine. That's why I was fine. I had to order everything twice. Mm. 
That, that fucking sucks. Yeah, it really fucking sucked. Lesson learned. Uh, change your DoorDash location as soon as you're done working. <laughs> pro tip. Pro tip. Yeah, pro tip. Yeah. Whenever I go for a run on a, for a commercial set, especially like a big corporate client. Oh, man. I hope nobody hears this. <laughs> especially if they want me to go shopping for talent and mm-hmm. stuff like that. No expense spared. I'm always yeah. like, get the top shelf thing. I don't yeah, give a fuck. Yeah, they're like, what do you think this fucking is? Like a Walmart shoe? Like, yeah. get the fucking, yeah. Didn't I, you have to buy like instant noodles for people one time though? That was different. See, but the what makes me ang- not angry about that. Well, what bothered me so much is that it wasn't, the assignment was not explained enough. Mm-hmm. I understand that this production coordinator's working style is that she likes to give instructions vaguely and let you fill in the blanks. Kind of like which sounds who shitty. we worked for. Yeah, it's not as bad as that, though, because there's a level of trust. It's like a genuine trust that she puts in the people that she gives orders to. Unlike that, where it feels like we're set up to fail. Mm. You know what I mean? Especially being so green at the time. Yeah. What wasn't explained to me, I thought I was buying noodles for the talent, mm-hmm. which I was definitely not. What it was, was that they were trying to set up an instant noodle station. Mm-hmm. If I would have known that, they'd said so explicitly. That's my point. Yeah, they should have told me that. Yeah, because I only bought five, thinking it was for like one person. Yeah, thinking, yeah. So, and then, no, we needed like fifty of them. So, the the worst part is that the store that I was at, they didn't sell them, and because I don't know if they sell them at Costco like this or at other Asian markets. But you know how you can buy the big box pack. Mm-hmm. Of like 26 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't have that at this market. They only had individual ones. So I looked like a, I, and I remember laughing at myself so loud because I felt like a maniac. I must've <laughs> looked really funny pulling one at a time from the shelf and just, just carrying this, around this pile. This of- basket was so full. And I just remember laughing so, so much at myself because I was. Just, I just kept thinking, like, what do these people think about me right now? You know what I mean? Well, they probably weren't thinking about me, but I yeah. thought it was really funny that I'm like one dude with this huge cart with individual cup noodles. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. It was fun. And then I had to do like individual cans. It was a whole thing. But I got to give that production coordinator props because I remember buying all of that and thinking we're gonna have so much left over and nobody's gonna want to take anything home. And I was so wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing was left. Nothing was. Everybody took something home. Everybody ate everything. That's good. Yeah. And it was only one day shoot. Like 10 hours. Really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) We were talking earlier about writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this is a more writing thing that I was thinking about. But I was... uh, I was thinking about the projects that I've worked on over the past year, like my personal ones, not the ones I wrote for other people. And I realized that I, for, for each one to motivate myself, once, once I start really walking into it and Mm -hmm. ready to go writing it and enthusiastic about the story. And when I start getting really attached to the characters, I start casting them or I cast actors. So I was wondering if you do that too, because I, it struck me 
that I've kind of built this pool of actors that I repeatedly dip into at this point. Mm. Like I realized, oh, I've cast that person three times now. Or I, ca- I cast like these people twice. So, but, it, and it's it's kind of, I don't know. It, I feel kind of embarrassed admitting that too. Cause it's like, mm. am I just a crazy fangirl for this little group of people? Which <laughs> like maybe, probably. But then, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And I think, I, I think it would be pretty common for people to actually cast people yeah i think i have the more embarrassing one oh, where yeah. not anymore i should say <laughs> but when i first started writing a lot of the times i would see myself playing the character i've which done I that think, before too yeah i've there's there's only one script that i've written recently that you've read that had no celebrities in it in my head oh really yeah can you guess was it the reptile one? no that probably has the most oh fuck uh <laughs> No, I don't remember. Scapegoats. Oh, right. Yeah. That's just, can I say it? Yeah. That's just me and you, right? Yeah, it's just, yeah, me, it's me. just me and you. Also, yeah. like, funny side note, I don't think I've told you this, John, but when I, my mom reads my scripts whenever I finish a first draft so she can proofread it, and she, she just likes doing that now, which is good mm-hmm. for me. But when I first showed her that script, mm-hmm. and she came back to me with the feedback, you know, this is a script that's based heavily on Robert and I, right? The first thing she said was like, I didn't like the main characters. Fuck, dude. <laughs> she was like, they're not very likable people. It's like, okay. Well, yeah, it's really nice to know that we're not likable. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, In a way, it's kind of comforting because, I don't know. Oh, well, actually, I don't know. I was going to say, switching likable for kind of funny because I thought the script was really funny. I liked it, yeah. It and also, I'm a mega player in the fucking script, you which are. I am not in real life. <laughs> I like in the script, I get laid and everything. Yeah, it's you do. Amazing. There's a whole, there's a whole sex scene, yeah. almost sex scene, almost sex scene. What I love, you. what I love about that, which hasn't, I don't think it's ever really, it hasn't not, it hasn't, it happened very subtly, mm-hmm. but not as intense as in the script. Yeah, like me and you going for the same girl was such a really funny read for me to do. Like to imagine oh. that dynamic between me and you. Yeah. Yeah. And like hiding it from me, that was really yeah. funny to me. Yeah. It's it's funny. Like normally we don't have the same taste in women. Yeah. We so don't. like that whole scenario was like really weird. I definitely wrote the object of attraction to be more suitable for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Like this more kind of kind of girly girl. Oh, kinda. that's true. Yeah. When I was reading it, yeah. I, I was like, yes, this is my type of girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew. <laughs> so obviously, like, it it, was, it worked out for, for well, I, no, it didn't work out in the end. No. No, because there I, was something part, at the end that comes up. But, I really like that, yeah. by the way, because I think that I would be attracted to that person. Yeah. At the end of the script, I remember reading it and saying to myself, yeah, that's probably how it would end up for me that's because exact- I'm super stupid. And- yeah, the more I think about it, the yeah. more I was definitely tailoring this fictional girl for you. <laughs> <laughs> and just because it was like, that's how it would make sense for it to work out. Yeah. Um, and, and then it didn't work out. But like, that was kind of the point. It was just yeah. um, the, the main characters are so maladjusted because mm-hmm. they had this, um, this, these traumatic family relationships where they were never, they're, you know, black sheep. They were... Yeah. Treated like they never really fit in with their own families. And so they can't, neither of them is good at handling their attraction to, to the women they're attracted to at all. Yeah. At all. Like I think my, my character, I made it so that she would, she couldn't help being mean to them. 
and she was struggling with just saying really like mean stuff because she just couldn't control her mouth. And then yeah. yours just did way too much. Yeah. You know, she, like he, there's that part where he, I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. He, he ditches his brother's bachelor party. Cause she's like, I ran out of Klondike bars. <laughs> and she, he, but he like fills a cart at the grocery store with Klondike bars and brings them over to her yeah. house. And she's like, Oh, and I totally <laughs> would do that too. Exactly. I, I would <laughs> look at all the Klondike bars and this is this is the moment for me. Uh-huh. I look at all the Klondike bars and I go, oh, but which one does she want? And then I take out my phone and think about calling her and realize, let's not call her. Mm-hmm. Let's just get her all the options. Yeah, that's and then I <laughs> that's basically what happens in the scene yeah, in that exactly. one. It's just like cut to the grocery store aisle and you just see his hand like swiping a whole row of yeah, bars exactly. which is something what I, that I would do. Yeah. 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 Especially if I had just gotten paid, I'd be like, fuck it. We're getting the entire. Right. Aisle. <laughs> right. It was dang. I do like that script. I need to, I liked it a lot. I need too. to work on it, but yeah, yeah, that's the only one I've had that had no celebrity influence in it. I was mm-hmm. just, I was just rolling with my, my fascination with like alt right mm-hmm. fame. You know, because it's about yeah. these, the, the siblings are these alt-right famous podcasters. Mm-hmm. So I, I just got immersed in that kind of world and what that control me was yeah. writing that one. And it's I think, so fun. yeah, it was fun. It still, it still needs a rewrite. And then I, I realized I didn't, I've only cast one person in Half Moon. And it's a very minor character, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, you haven't read the new version yet. I don't think I have. No, actually. you haven't. Yeah, because I wanted to do a table read of it because I thought it came out so well. I still kind of do. Like, that's that's definitely, it's performed the strongest mm-hmm. in competitions and stuff out of everything I've written. Yeah. So there's part of me that kind of wants to, like, do a table read and get, like, a get like a reaction from that and engage That'd that. That'd be super fun. We've yeah. done that before, too. For... I know we've done a couple of table reads for something. Probably. Yeah. I mean, we do. We, didn't we do a table read for your original one that we worked on? Yeah, like the first thing we worked on, the Tamagotchi pets. Or am I, am I that misremembering a... that? Yeah, I just feel like we're not strangers yeah. to doing a table read. Oh, that's what we did a table read for. Which one? Uh, Rent and Death. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah we did that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, I only cast like one minor character in that one. And then for novelties, I cast three people in that one. Boy, I can't wait for that. <laughs> and then, oh my God, what came next? I guess uh, my my cartoon pilot, I cast all the main reptiles in my head. And then for the last one I just wrote, I cast three main characters, and mm-hmm. two of them were completely new to me for casting in anything. So. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah. I just realized I'm building this little embarrassing pool of famous people. <laughs> yeah. I think the the potential danger is like it'll set up my expectations. Like on the off chance any of these actually get made, yeah, you know, I don't want to be like I'm gonna have to make do with whatever the producers want. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna have power in that. Yeah, that could have that could happen. But yeah, so it's much. like I don't want to run the risk of getting too attached to these ones, but mm-hmm. it really helps me Would to you get be- through it comfy if you had to sell the idea completely but they would respect your casting choices Ooh, i don't know i'm not sure mm. yeah uh, the other thing about it is when i ha- when i cast someone as that person i start writing it in their voice so that's another thing that helps mm, i see um 
because I usually cast actors that are really distinct, like at least in my perspective, who mm-hmm. have like a, a distinct way of speaking. And that, that affects how I write the lines. Yeah. Too. That makes sense. That reminds me of like, I don't remember if he had him in mind for casting, but how Quentin Tarantino wrote Christopher Walken's lines mm-hmm. in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It just sounds like something he would say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like his cadence is so strange. Yeah. Like the dialogue, the way he wrote that snappy. I mean, his dialogue is snappy no matter what, but sometimes it's snappy and it's fast. You know what I mean? And a lot of the characters in it are like that, except for Christopher Walken, who talks very sing-songy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. He has, he has a very distinct cadence. Yeah. His speaking. For maybe more music. I'd be I'd be more upset if I sold an idea and they didn't use my music that I. That oh I yeah, you're pretty music driven. Yeah, you, you come up with soundtracks. I come up with the cast. Yeah, basically. I just wrote something to a song yesterday. Oh yeah, I was writing like a new con like not a new concept. It was I was rehashing it because I really like it's the only song I know from them too. It's from the Cocktoo mm. Cocktail Twins called Heaven or Las Vegas, and I just got caught up in. You ever heard of this movie called? Well, actually, I think everybody has pay, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of liked how that it was in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and also that this kid is one of the protagonists. And I really liked the contrast of this child's innocence and him being so wanting to put good out, like inherently because the kid is good. I guess yeah. he's a pure child, or whatever, against the backdrop of las vegas and what it is or whatever so i got kind of like caught up in that and thinking of somehow playing with that concept that what i came up with was it's just a concept no story okay so don't judge me <laughs> on that but it's just this girl who's underage and that's a really bad way <laughs> Great to start, way to to start. Say, hold on hold on <laughs> just hear me out okay i just realized how bad I'm that back. was my point is <laughs> Great start. <laughs> Listen, also, if this movie has been made, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. But. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. There's no love interest or anything like th- that in it. Actually, I think there was one, but they're the same age. Okay. They're the same age. Anyway. It's appropriate. I just, I was kind of playing with this idea because the way I write to music, if I ever do it, I don't do it as often anymore. But I just kind of go with the emotion that I want to feel at a certain point of what I'm watching. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just make it up with like images in my head to see not music videos because I have great appreciation for music videos because they're amazing. But that's not the way I write. I write more for a script. Yeah. And so I was playing with this visual of like freedom, but at a very heavy cost. And all I could see was this girl like standing up in a car, like with like a drop top. Mm-hmm. Is that's not what it's called? What is it called? Like convertible. I said a, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I said drop top. Like I'm about to drop some bars or something. <laughs> anyway, no, in a she's in a convertible, and Las Vegas is in the distance. Like she's driving towards it, mm-hmm. and she's has her hands up, like it's freedom. Mm-hmm. But in that image, I thought, what if this person thinks that's freedom? But what they're walking into is 
something they can't even imagine. And so that's where the, the underage element came up. Cause I figured, well, I feel like the only way you could do it is if this person was like a runaway almost. So I came up with the, maybe having her being kind of smart and maybe she is the self starter Mm -hmm. and she wants to get emancipated from her parents, Mm -hmm. both of who are shitty people. Yeah. Uh, I think I wrote that her dad was a rich dude who wants to help her out, but he has so many problems that whenever she's around him, her life just doesn't gets worse. It just, yeah, it gets worse. And then the mother has no place in her life at all. She's kind of like, you can sleep in that room I got for you, but you figure out where the food comes, uh, comes from or whatever. Yeah. I wanted to write something. I, maybe it's just a losing story. I don't know, because I think, if you're a kid and you go out into the world, you just don't realize the little things that you're going to face. Yeah. And I feel like her fighting for her freedom, her freedom, she's fighting for a freedom that she doesn't even know what it really yeah, means. Yeah, you know what exactly, I mean? exactly. And so I feel like that song helped because it's called Heaven or Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I figured... That's kind of like a weird juxtaposition on itself. Yeah, because right? like, she has Las Vegas ex- is this fucked up place. Like, she she expects it to be something that it's just not going to be exact, and she's writing right towards it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just and she can't tell what's coming. Exactly. Yeah, but it's that feeling of living in that moment mm-hmm. and achieving what you wanted. Yeah. But you're just a kid and you don't know what you're actually writing towards. Yeah, yeah. Because for a kid, it's like, oh, you got to the end of the journey. And now now you get to stay there. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's how it ends. That's that. So I wrote the end of this mm-hmm. movie, essentially. Oh, cool. So I don't know the rest of the parts to it, but that's the beginning of whatever. That could be a potentially devastating kind of ending if you do I, it right. The whole movie is supposed to be really depressing. Yeah. I, as I was writing it, because I've heard that song... I've had it in my Spotify for years. And I remember when I first listened to it, I go, oh, this that's really good for something. And I don't I know if you've used it a lot, but the uh, Spotify has like a AI DJ now. Oh, I don't use Spotify. Oh, well, <laughs> I do. And it has like this AI DJ. Mm-hmm. And I've, it's kind of frustrating to use it sometimes because it sometimes it'll either cheat or it'll completely miss what you want to hear, mm-hmm. which is it's a robot. Like, what do you expect? So I have to kind of go through that frustration of like, teaching it like what i want to hear in certain moments and it's gearing it's getting scarily better at it every time i hit it to to start playing i can almost now it started at like 30 percent. i was like let's see roll of the dice what this thing gives me and as i've trained it it's getting to like 70 percent of if i click on that button i'm gonna hear something i want to hear it knows you yeah it's really weird but it played that song for me the other day and it was before jury duty and it just started just started clicking like it used to started writing so maybe that'll be something that's good yeah. maybe you should explore your music triggers like your the kind that triggers your writing yeah i think i got caught up when we when we were in classes that it was like an expensive way to write mm-hmm. because if you wanted to make it you'd have to get the rights to the music and all i listen to is pop oh so yeah. it's yeah so it's all of it's expensive but i think i should just do it for fun yeah just do I, it yeah or at least you can write things inspired by 
the music. Hundred percent. It could it could be flexible in production, but yeah. if it get, I think if it gets you to finish the script, that's good. Yeah, I think so too. I think like my writing trigger is just watching like really good TV or sketch comedy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it's. Do you do you feel like you would be more of a feature writer or a television writer? Because I think I'm being really drawn to television. I think I'd be a feature writer more than a television writer, mm-hmm. but I have television ideas. That's yeah. the thing. So I feel I could do both, but I definitely lean heavily towards film. Yeah. I mean, there's just the thing I told you about. Mm-hmm. I'm so obsessed with that last shot. Yeah. I could feel it as like an hour, 30 minute movie Yeah, where it's like she's riding off into this beautiful sunset and it's just the strip. Like you can see it. From yeah. Far. Like it's such a picturesque thing where i go that's a definitive ending like there's that no is, yeah no that's yeah there's no that, other thing that's a very feature thing you can do yeah i mean i'm thinking right now if i have like any actual show that i would write i don't actually think i have i think i have like two ideas one of them i can't remember right now and the other one's an anime actually oh, okay. yeah which yeah. is completely yeah that was uh, that idea came out of left field but it came from music same thing yeah. Okay. And it was a concept of like all of us, all of us as characters. Oh yeah. That was a TV show, mm. but it was too much like community, so I didn't want to oh. write it. Yeah. Yeah. But I came up with all the characters we would be and breaking our lives into seasons and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I yeah. Think I, we, we told you about this before. How like picture oh, yeah, how, how like in season two is characters. like summer of twenty twenty one. Exactly. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like a season two character. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 I think I'm like a season three character. Uh, you, yeah, that's fair yeah. to say because even though I was friends with everybody while I knew you, mm-hmm. I don't think we didn't, I didn't, I stayed on the perimeter for such a long time. Yeah. I was such an anxious wreck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to push it, but, yeah. but now it worked out. Yeah. But those are the only two show things I remember. I probably have more. I probably just have to look at my notebook, but the, the, the television medium is just like it has such a hold on me. I realize, like I've watched, It'd be fun. I watched so many. When, when I think about things I've watched recently that really affected me, I realize most of them are television shows. Yeah, and there are thing there are things that I at least had a couple of seasons of, and I could rewatch it. They're very rewatchable to me, and mm-hmm. I could just make a whole day just having that on for like the millionth time while I'm getting work done or mm-hmm. on. You know, it's it's such a comfort. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that means for me and you, though, right? Huh? You know what that means for us, though, right? What? It just means we're going to make more money. Right, yeah. We're going to be in television and film. Exactly. Yeah, there we'll you just go. Work, work together. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take. We'll do one-year television, one-year film, and then just keep going back and forth until we run out of fucking ideas. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect yeah. plan. <laughs> but. I was actually thinking about the writing the 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 other day or did you have something to say no go ahead okay yeah. i actually had a thought of i was thinking about the writing thing as we were talking about it because we were talking earlier about how frustrating it is to write and i don't think i've mentioned this on the podcast at all because i think it's something that i like to ignore a lot mm. but obviously they say writing is rewriting but i mean it's very literal in the sense that you have to go kind of nuclear with it. That's the part I have trouble with is that is the recycling of all I, of your writing. I had trouble with that too, just throwing out so much. Yeah, I fall in love with my writing, which mm-hmm. is really bad. You should never do that. I know people... You can a little. Yeah, I, you think yeah, so? Yeah, I mean, I know... Like, I don't think you should hate it, but... 
you should be willing to stand up for it. Like I, hundred percent. But I get I get super attached to my characters, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so when, once I've got more backstory for the characters and I know more about them, mm-hmm. then I just want to write about them more and more. Maybe that's yeah. the other thing about the TV is like you get to write more than one episode with yeah, these people. That's true. Yeah. You get to explore different ideas like that. Yeah. Put them in different long... situations and mm-hmm. coming up with an arc to tie everything together. Yeah. I think yeah. a long time ago, I when like maybe our first, one of our first episodes, one of the things I love is a uh, side at like as long as they're not filler filler, but side character episodes where you kind of just focus in on a day. Yeah, of yeah. their life and what they do and all that. You just stuff. made me think of this episode of CSI where they did an entire episode just where the only characters were like the corpses in the morgue. Oh, really? Yeah, and they That's were just awesome. talking about how they died. I kind of hated that actually because there was these two guys who accidentally killed each other with a chainsaw, <laughs> and that made me really scared of chainsaws. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do, I do feel that. Yeah, I think. What we were saying earlier, though, what it helps will help me in the future, just because I think I'm going to cling on to it as much as I can, especially for this last concept that mm-hmm. I came up with, because we were talking about how you can write something and you can write it to the maximum potential. And that's the most frustrating part is that once you write something, unless you're going to spend a decade on it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can't make it better than the best version of it. So in order to achieve something even better, because you can look at something and go, that's good, but it's not as good as I can do. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you have to destroy the whole thing. Yeah. And start all over again from scratch. That's what I'm probably just about to go through with novelties, like all over again. Oh, I think we're just talking about it. Yeah. Man, I love that last draft too. I know. I know. But like, I I do see a lot of the critique for it and Mm -hmm. it does need certain things yeah um and i think at this point since it's been a couple of years i'm in a better place to come up with a solution that's great yeah yeah it's just i haven't i haven't tried it yet Mm -hmm. rewrites are hard it's so hard to get yourself to do like a proper one like for the first time and i i know that personally because i mean novelties right the first like few rewrites of that one, I was really resisting starting over. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of just taking these parts of it and twisting them and tweaking them and making different yeah. parts different or adding new things or just replacing things yeah. and trying to avoid getting rid of the entire thing. But oh, I had to. God, yeah. And yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going to have to do it again. You realize that, right? Yeah. And you go, oh shit, and people, it's as good as it's going to get. People in film school are so resistant to that concept too. It's, hard it's like, when you start. are you, it's like, the, the day one of screenwriting is like writing is rewriting and everyone goes, yep, we are so mentally prepared for that. Yeah. And then like, we just got to tweak it over and over again. Right. Like, no, yeah, that's not what we like, mean. No, you no. Throw it away. And then like the second their professor is like, this isn't working. They're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, they're like, why it's, would it's you say that about my writing? Yeah. My writing. My writing. The story is so good. You know that I shook hands with Quentin Tarantino once in a dream, but still. <laughs> but yeah, the strike's over. That's right. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's two of us Only in here. For the actors, right? Not for the for the, just for the writers, True. but not for the actors. Yeah, yeah reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fucking strikes are over, dude. Woo! For the writers. Not Good for the job, actors. writers. Yeah. 
they got great concessions actually. Mm-hmm. I think I was really a fan of their AI one. Yeah. I think the way I heard it is that studios are allowed to use the AI to come up with a script. Mm-hmm. Like a shitty like well, it's, well, eventually it'll be good, I guess, the more and more they train them. But two things. They can't use the writer's writing. Mm-hmm. Like any of anybody. Anybody WGA at least. Maybe they can take some pleb writer and like not that we're pleb well. writers. I mean, anyway, <laughs> you get what I'm saying, okay? Basically, they cannot use writers' scripts to train AI models to spit out scripts. And two, any script that a an AI program makes up, as soon as they get it and they give it to a writer to improve on, now it's the writers, mm-hmm. which is re- really good. Yeah. So that, you know, people can't go, whoa, which AI wrote that? Like. Yeah, so that's uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be really sad. So, but those are great concessions. Once I saw they started putting those um, notifications on social media about it, and mm-hmm. when they were saying we are happy with this, I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, that is yeah. really good. Pretty clear they weren't going to back down on basically anything that they wanted, and yeah. so I was like, oh, good, that's really good news yeah. if they're happy with it. No, super good news. The thing that got me about the whole uh, negotiation. Was that I'm not the guy who comes up with the original idea almost ever. Mm-hmm. I'm good at cultivating it, though. You know, if I can get yeah. a group of people together, I, I know I can get them to bounce things off of each other and create something mm-hmm. that's like original. Because I thought about the AI stuff and I go, I mean, how, how good can it get? What idea could you have that would make this amazing? And the fact that I couldn't even think about the fact that studios were definitely going to use people's scripts to train AI. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's right. You can do that. You know what I mean? So, man, there there really is somebody out there always who's going to go, how do we fucking milk this for everything it's worth? You know? It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Good luck but, to the actors. Yeah. SAG is still out there picketing, which I'm glad. I'm not glad. Sorry. I hope that they get what they want. I mean, it's it's looking bad for the execs, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean if the WGA could do it, yeah. I mean, why? I mean, <laughs> at this they point. have even more cause to be like, well, they got their shit. Why can't uh, we get ours? Yeah, there's been know? so much discussion everywhere about how much money they really have. Yeah. And how little it would actually affect them to do yeah. to to work with both of those unions. Yeah, a lot of sad actors don't make that much. People yeah. think they make a lot. They, they can't really even get medical insurance. Kind of, yeah, hardly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really not easy. I mean, I I I can see why people are like oh, you're fucking complaining and you get to fucking act all day or whatever. It's like, uh, you know, it's someone still a has job, to. Man. It's it's you still know what I mean? it's, All these things are still jobs. Like for real, someone has to. Yeah. You know, the same people saying those kinds of things are binge-watching something or other the second they get home from work. True. Just like not making the connection that a bunch of people worked really hard on that. Mm-hmm. The same people that they're mocking. Yeah. So, I mean, what would you have done during the pandemic without actors and writers and TV? Yeah. Right. I mean, they should be able to afford rent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And writers food, and actors. Yeah. Food. That, that's good too. Yeah. yeah. So I hope they get what they want. There's just so much that. There's so much benefit that comes out from, entertainment. Definitely. You know, I mean, there's a lot the industry is shitty in a lot of places for yeah. for sure but a lot of the products um 
in terms of film and TV. They have huge cultural impacts and they, they connect a lot of people. Yeah. So it's, it's more essential than people think. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes you're not even asking for much. I mean, we were talking earlier about the podcast and I was telling you that one thing that they're, I think I remember them fighting for is that stipends and per diems are not given until the actors are paid. Yeah. Which really sucks because sometimes, I mean, not even just actors, just in general in the industry, sometimes you have to wait a month for your paycheck to come. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm one of those people. I literally have to wait a month for my paycheck to come for my more regular gig. Yeah. Which is sucks because then, I I mean, it's it makes it so hard to manage your money. You know what I mean? And, yeah, it's, sure, it's nice if you get, like, a $50 per diem, but it's like, I don't, what if I don't have that money to spend right now, you know? Yeah. So they're, they're, they're fighting to get it before production even starts, you know, so that when the days do come, they can actually feed themselves. Good. Stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, some some things that they're asking for are not that hard, man. Yeah. It's not that hard to cut a check, you know? It's never that hard for anybody to cut a check. It comes down to respecting people's skill and time. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Oh. Ever, <laughs> it really never is. We know we know so many talented people just here. Yeah. yeah, well, like you said, wish SAG all the best. Congratulations, WGA. Which you know, sometime someday we'll have a card. Yeah, shout out to Belgium. Shout out to Belgium every fucking week, dude. I love you so much. We're looking out for you. You're yeah. looking out for us. You really? Are. We need each other. Yeah, dude. Don't go away. Yeah. Our day one. <laughs> Basically. Day one. And First our day listener. two sitting right here too. Yeah. So it's really fun. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Make sure you check out uh train wreck on Instagram. Yeah, I guess our junkets are gonna come out there first. Uh yeah, they yeah. will. So yeah. We'll uh, see those soon. It'll be really funny. Yeah, make sure you follow us on Instagram and uh go watch Gabagool Pictures too. And uh keep an eye out for your rainbow. Films. That's right. Make Every sure you, time. Maybe make sure you cut that so it's together. And he doesn't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would keep forgetting his studio name. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.